It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Redskins. Your daily Washington Redskins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Every day. All right, it is episode number 249 of the Locked On Redskins podcast. Good to have you guys with us as we hit the summer vacation. The Redskins are done for the first phase of summer and the offseason program. Next up, training camp, July 25th. That's right, six weeks away. They'll report on July 24th for conditioning, physicals, all that stuff. July 25th, the first practice, the first exhibition game, August 8th in Cleveland against, well, (laughs) against Odell Beckham, who probably won't play, uh, and uh, Baker Mayfield, who probably won't play as well, and the Cleveland Browns. Joining me uh, to discuss all things Redskins here for a little while on the podcast is my good pal and uh, cohort at 106.7 The Fan, Mr. P.J. Elliott. You can follow him on Twitter at PJ Elliott Radio, at PJ Elliott Radio. Listen to him on 1067 The Fan. And Peach, here we go. The summer vacation. Now we all try and figure out what the hell to talk about. <laughs> we hope nothing bad happens, right? Because sometimes right. Uh, during these summer breaks, guys with a lot of time on their hands, we saw what happened to Jason Pierre Paul a couple of years ago where he blew up his hand with an M80. Uh, sometimes guys do. Uh, you know, really bad things. Yeah. Certainly don't want any of that to happen. Sometimes guys get arrested for whatever reason. The biggest thing that you want to do, like Jay Gruden on Tuesday said, we need them to stay in shape because the players, the, he said the rookies specifically came in great shape and they need to hit the ground running in late July and get ready for the season, hopefully staying healthy. You work around high school student-athletes all the time. How do you kind of handle a situation like this with professional athletes who, again, have now six weeks off to kind of figure it out on their own where there's really no structure? It's It can, it can be difficult, but if you have the the proper plan in place, I think I think it'll be okay. And, you know, dealing with high school athletes is, is one thing, but when, you're, when you have professional athletes, like, this is what they get paid to do. This is their livelihood, and if there, you know, if if there is going to be a lockout or a strike in a couple of years, like they're going to need to make sure that that they are getting paid every dollar that they're worth, so that when, you know, again, if there is a strike or a lockout in two years, whenever the 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 agreement is up, um, you know, the, I I think that it, it's going to be fine. Um, we'll probably have some rogues here or there that that get arrested, but. For, for the most part, some rogues be. here or there some that rogues. get arrested. Please don't get arrested. Please Maybe don't not be with the Redskins. I'm talking yeah. about oh, it, okay, it, it yeah. throughout the well, league. I was going to say, please don't be Monte Nicholson. Please, yeah, I mean, with, uh, can we know, not punch anybody out at a nightclub uh, because we've had too much to drink? Other than the past, you know, like like the last two or three incidents, like yeah. this, the, you know, with with Gruden's son Nicholson, the Redskins are usually pretty quiet when it comes to arrests. I agree. 
I agree. Brandon Merriweather got popped for DUI when he first came over here. Now, there are, of course, incidents that happen right? that don't get reported, of that course. don't get charged, that don't get rung up the ladder. So we need to point that out as well. But to your point, absolutely. Normally, it's not a situation that we have to pay that much attention to. I guess you just never uh, know. All right. Uh, one thing I wanted to get your spin on, it was something that I talked about uh, on 106.7 The Fan on Wednesday night with my partner, Chris Miles, uh, and you were with us on that show, so you heard some of this debate. You know, it, it, it's obviously a hypothetical debate. Uh, when the hypothetical is not the right. It, it's a made-up debate, right? Which unit are you most concerned with? Offensive line, considering the Trent Williams situation, and maybe the answer is differently with Trent or without Trent, or... The quarterback situation, and I only say that because, again, many people say when you have two or three quarterbacks, you have none. I don't think that's a fair argument. But right now, we don't have a definitive answer as to who's going to be the starting quarterback short or long-term for the Redskins. Oh, absolutely. I would say it it all hinges on on Trent Williams. If Trent is not there at, at, down in Richmond at camp, uh, 100%, no questions asked. It's offensive line is the number one. Uh, concern for me. Um, if he is there and everything is fine and he's happy, then yeah, then we'll focus on the quarterbacks. Um, but if I mean Trent's the anchor, right? Like the, like the, so you would move it, right for if Trent shows up, whatever the case might be, say a contract extension, whatever, or the more money sweetener, whatever. You would go right to the quarterback situation, or would you still have hesitation of the offensive line because there's been so many injuries and, quite honestly, there's a lot of unknowns. Uh, yeah, I'd go. I'd go to quarterback again. Like it, it, Trent, it, like I just said, Trent is the anchor, and if it's if he's gone, then they're in trouble. Then you, you know it doesn't matter who's at quarterback because they're going to get blindsided a lot. So. I, I'm not. I you know a lot of people are are concerned about the quarterback position. I don't. I'm I'm not really that concerned. I think, I think I I trust Jay enough to make the right decision. Right. And it you know as as what as, if it's what if it's not solely Jay's decision? Not to well, cut you off. I mean well, that that's the problem. That 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 is the problem. But I mean let's say that it is Case Keenum. He got to an NFC championship within the last right. two or three years. So I'm he's he's not a world beater. That's that's fine. But He's he he's okay enough to get get through the season, and if it's Colt, Colt's been here for a couple years, or you know what, six years now. So right, he he knows Jay's system, he knows the terminology. I'm fine with that. And if they go with Dwayne Haskins, nobody knows what the hell he's going to be. And rookie quarterbacks, you know, there are a lot of times that rookie quarterbacks do well because defenses don't know what they're getting into. It's impossible to probably answer this question fairly, but if Dwayne Haskins is starting Week One, that meant what? Fill in the blank. Ooh, that. Huh. I think there are a lot of factors that go into that. I think. I think one of them is Jay or uh, uh, Bruce and Dan had a part in the decision, right? Because that's where I jump right away. Because I don't know if he's going to be that much better, clearly and obviously better, yeah, than Case Keenum and or Colt McCoy, who you mentioned knows the system, even though he didn't participate in any of the offseason right. program because of multiple surgeries. If that happens, if he's starting week one, something got screwy and wonky along the way, which is probably not good for Dwayne Haskins. Right. And honestly, I don't think it's better for the Redskins or good for the Redskins. Well, it it, it could also be that, okay, if, if Dwayne starts week one, there's no doubt in my mind that, that, that Dan and Bruce had something to do with it. 
But I'm I'm not gonna discredit it being that Dwayne just outright wins the job, right? Because as we've seen in the past couple of years, yes, Colt knows the offense, but he's not he's not consistent. He's not he's not healthy whenever he is right. given the opportunities to to play. Uh, and then even though he knows the system right. the best, so maybe he's a coach. And then I, you know, uh, you know, there have been Case Keenum, right? uh, with Case, like there have been a lot of people that that say that he's he's a coach in the like he's gonna be a coach somewhere, and maybe he just guides Dwayne along. And and you know, I <laughs> as much as I I'm with you and piling on Bruce as as much as possible when he deserves <laughs> it. Um, th- there is a part of me that that wants to give the benefit to Dwayne because I think he's a he's really good from what I've seen of him, and. Why? Why isn't he better than Case Keenum? Why isn't he better than Colt McCoy? Like, I, I don't, I don't think that that Jay's just gonna go solely. Well, I shouldn't say that. Uh, I, I think that it, Jay could make the decision that it is Dwayne, based on performance and his own merit. I think it better be slam dunk, no questions asked. Not only in the preseason games because. We don't know how the deployment of these quarterbacks is actually going to My guess would be they're going to have each one of them start a game, right. games one through three, and then make a decision after that. That would be my guess. Um, but, like, to me, Dwayne Haskins down in Richmond has to be so much clearly better than Case Keenum. And I'm really – and maybe this is not fair. I'm kind of dismissing Colt McCoy, not because he's not good – not because he doesn't, again, know the system inside and out, and that is a huge mental advantage right. that he has even over Case Keenum, but Case Keenum has the mental advantage, I think, over Dwayne Haskins just because he's done it. Like he was telling me when I asked him on Tuesday, Case Keenum, you know, how comfortable are you? When will it be that you won't have to think as much? And he was kind of comparing it to some systems are English to Chinese. He said this is more like Spanish to Portuguese. Okay. Um, you know, where and the point that he was trying to make is there's different dialect, there's different words, different meanings, but the roots are essentially the same. Right. So he's clearly got an advantage over Dwayne Haskins in that he's been in multiple systems. He counted up like seven. We're going to hear that sound coming up later on the podcast. He counted up like seven offensive systems that he's been. So I think Dwayne Haskins is third, quite honestly, in this battle just because he doesn't know what they know as veterans. And of course, yes. he certainly doesn't know, and neither does Case, quite honestly, know what Colt McCoy knows about right. this system. But So the measure of a good coach is can they coach the players that they have? That's true. And if we see what's happening in Richmond where Dwayne Haskins is dropping dimes 60 yards down the field, and Case Keenum is off target on 15-yard slants, then right. Jay's got to dumb down the offense for the better, ta- better talented quarterback. And then if that turns out to be Haskins, then that's, that's just what Jay has to do. P.J. Elliott at P.J. Elliott Radio is our special guest right here on the Locked on Redskins podcast. It is episode number 249. We appreciate you guys. Uh, being with us, um, kind of spinning forward, like this defense lost Reuben Foster. They bring in Landon Collins. They draft Montez Sweat with the second first-round pick. They have Jonathan Allen. They have Deron Payne. They re-upped with Matt Ioannidis. They did lose Zach Brown in free agency. Again, they did lose Reuben Foster, so they are certainly light, thin, whatever you want to call it, at inside linebacker. 
do you feel good about this defense? Really good about this defense? Or I don't know if you can say this, but I'll throw it out there anyway. Do you feel like this is going to be a bad defense? I think it's going to be a, a, an above average defense. Okay. I thought just was, above average. Just above average. Okay. Uh, probably, I, like if we're going to go defensive rankings, I think they're going to be somewhere in the 9 to 15 range, somewhere in there. Okay. Um, Which is not bad, by no, the way. Not, I not mean, at all. You know, like it depends on whether we're talking about points per game or yards. Obviously, different metrics, but I think you'll take somewhere in the, I mean, hopefully it's in the top one third, i.e., top 12 of the right. league. Yeah. Or and, top 11, I guess. I, I think they would have been a lot better with Ruben Foster. Yeah. Um, so, you know, if we're looking on the defensive side, obviously inside uh, linebackers are, are the, uh, the the big questions. Uh, but I'd love the defensive line. I, 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 I mean, I, I think they're going to get so much pressure up the middle with all their the, the uh, linemen that they have. Uh, I think outside rush is going to be pretty good. You, get, you know, you, you bring in Collins. Uh, hopefully he, he turns out to be worth the money. Um, and I mean, whatever the second safety, uh, you know, is, then I'm sure they'll figure it out. Um, but I like the corner. I, I don't know. I, I just have a really good feeling about this defense. And maybe they're going to exceed expectations. Maybe they're going to be top 10. And, you know, th- this turns into uh, a really uh, really good season that nobody's expecting. Because th- th- that's what happens with the Redskins. They win when nobody's expecting them to win. Right. They got And they usually go on a magic carpet ride throughout December, maybe late November. It's happened in 2015, 2012. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's happened, quite honestly, under Coach Joe, the two years that they made the playoffs. Uh, so that's something, obviously, to keep in mind. And as well, you know, of course, having a rookie quarterback or having an unknown at quarterback certainly could uh, mix into that. Coming up later on in this uh, edition of the Lockdown Redskins podcast, we're going to hear uh, briefly from Case Keenum as well. I had a one-on-one interview with Terry McLaurin, so we'll do uh, a bunch of that. Paige, as always, thank you, my friend. Appreciate at it. PJ Elliott Radio, at PJ Elliott Radio. Anything else you want to plug? Mm, no, that, that's it. That's Just your fire Bruce Allen shirt? My, yeah, which I'm not wearing today. I'm, I'm, I'm wearing the are, team Redskins yeah, you are jersey. Wearing, you, you are, are a shirt, bountiful and pride. Exactly. You're showing your team pride. Yeah, I'm excited. I, that's it. I'm, I'm just excited. I can't wait to get down to Richmond. I'm hopeful. I mean, I don't know if I'm excited because I've learned to be – I've learned to tamper my excitement, yeah. but I'm hopeful, yeah. quite honestly. When I think most people are dismissive – and think the Redskins will be, you know, if not last place, they will be, you know, right there with the Giants for right. last place in the division and clearly out of the playoff picture. I, yeah. I I don't know if they're a playoff team. A lot of things have to happen. But I'm at least hopeful that this team finally has, and I feel better like you, if Reuben Foster was here, you know, and if they had a better medical situation overall in general. Right. But I feel pretty hopeful, Yeah, I guess is the best way. I could put it. My friend, P.J. Elliott, I appreciate it. At P.J. Elliott Radio, at P.J. Elliott Radio uh, on Twitter is how you can follow him. Back in a flash here on the Locked on Redskins podcast. Thanks for being with us. 
We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. All right. We welcome you back. It is episode number 249 of the Locked on Redskins podcast. I am your host, Chris Russell. As always, make sure when you get in your car, you tell your smart speaker device to play podcast Locked on Redskins. Play podcast Locked on Redskins. Make sure you follow the podcast and all sorts of Redskins news, information, and analysis at Locked Redskins. At Locked Redskins. Make sure you follow the entire uh, Locked on NFL podcast network at Locked on NFL Net. At Locked on NFL Net. And partially of today, a part of today's show, I should say, brought to you in part by Hotels.com. Don't hate like your friend's trip. Book your own with Hotels.com and get rewarded basically everywhere. Hotels.com, be there, do that, get rewarded. And while you're at it, check out the new Himalaya podcasting app. It's free, super easy to use. Every single podcast you, the SU, are searching for personally curated playlists. Find and download the Himalaya podcasting app on the App Store or Google Play Store. And don't forget to follow Locked on Redskins once you're there. All right, to Redskins Park, we go. We're going to hear my one-on-one interview from Tuesday as the Redskins wrapped up the media availability of the offseason program in the OTAs. Third-round rookie out of Ohio State, special team stud and wide receiver. Don't forget about that. Terry McLaurin, the recently signed McLaurin. And I caught up for this chat right here on the Locked On Redskins podcast. Uh, here with uh, third-round rookie Terry McLaurin out of Ohio State. So now I know training camp is still to come, but the first phase of your first summer with the Redskins is over. I guess how would you look back on these last couple of weeks since you've been drafted here? Uh, I feel like I've done a really good job just trying to learn as much as I can and apply it on the field. Uh, I've tried to take great notes when we're in the classroom and then try to apply it and then watch the film after practice, ask as many questions as I can and learn from the older guys. When you say learn from the older guys, who has helped you maybe in the receiver room, I, I guess, the most? Uh, you know, because Paul's only been here for a year. He was hurt a lot of last year. But has there been one guy that I guess you've leaned on or is it more Ike? Um, it's a mixture of both. Um, there's been some days where uh, Josh is, is taking me under his wing, be quick, Brian Quick, and uh, and uh, Paul Richardson as well. I remember one meeting, we, he just sat by me and we watched every route of seven on seven and he helped me uh, just get a feel for everything. So that's really helpful. And then Ike does a great job of just simplifying, uh, making this this really this offense really simplistic and um, you know I'm just really excited of my, my possibility of my role could be in this offense and um, just continue to learn every day. When people talked about you in the pre-draft process and everybody knows how you kick ass on special teams but do you think that you as a receiver your inside outside versatility your speed all of that do you think that was overlooked a little bit, and does that maybe motivate you a little bit? Um, I don't necessarily take that as outside motivation because I know what I bring to the game. I'm confident in what I do well. I feel like I'm versatile in the fact that I could play outside and inside, and then I'm very dominant on special teams as well. So I just feel like I bring a lot to the table, and I'm just happy the Redskins gave me opportunity to display that. So I'm not really worried about the pre-jab process anymore. I'm just happy to be a Redskin. Obviously, you're also known for your 
direct connection and your bond with Dwayne Haskins. Uh, how do you think he his, I guess, progress, and obviously quarterback is a very tough position, mentally demanding. How do you think he's kind of evolved in just the last couple of weeks? Uh, he's done a very good job. Just, I mean, he's being thrown so much at one time, and it's different from Ohio State. We just went off signals, and he has to, you know, call the protections and make adjustments at the line and make sure everybody knows what they're doing. So um, he's had a lot thrown at him, but he's doing a good job of adjusting, and when he doesn't know, um, he's trying to learn from Case and the other quarterbacks. And um, But he's just continually getting better each and every day. You see He's getting more comfortable calling the plays in the huddle, which is what you want to see at this time. The system you guys ran at Ohio State, clearly there are differences here, West Coast, and what you guys were running. Are there more comparisons or more similarities than people might think, and therefore it makes it not only easier for Dwayne, but also easier for you to adjust? Uh, most definitely. Uh, Coach Day coming from um, you know Chip Kelly's coaching tree and we had a lot of west coast concepts so the concepts are a lot similar just the names of those concepts are different and then hearing them in the huddle is a little different um you know so you really have to be keen on what you're listening for knowing that where you line where you're lining up and what applies to you in the play call so that's the only difference really but um, the way they taught us at Ohio State is learn conceptually, so um, I'm comfortable if I'm uh, at the Z or the X or you know wherever I'm at on the field. Last thing for you we'll let you go um the special teams part of it, I, again, obviously you're going to be a core special teamer, and that was part of the reason why your your value was was high. Um, when when I know you weren't here last year, but it seems like Nate Katzer, the new special teams coordinator here, is a lot looser and kind of entered. I don't want to say entered more energetic than the previous coach. I know you have no basis in comparison, right. but can you just tell me what you see out of him and what bond you've been able to yeah. develop so far already with him? Well, Nate's a great guy he's a great coach he comes with energy each and every day to the field and in the in the classroom um you know i probably meet with him a few times a week where I, before i leave we just watch uh punt reps or you know he's helping me with pp and he's moving me a, a lot around and especially i'm learning a lot of position i even took some snaps at uh returning the ball today on kick return so um you know he's really good at just explaining things very clearly and concisely and then um, you know, he's very specific what he wants on the field and how we practice. So as um, long as you go hard, you have no problem with Nate. And, uh, you know, he's helped me a lot. Last thing I like. So with, with what you said about the kick reps, because I was wondering that, I mean, is that something you would embrace and want to do? Oh, most definitely. I, if they ask me to snap the ball, I mean, we have great snappers, but I'm just that type of person, whatever the team asks me to do, I'm going to try to do it to the best of my ability and, um, you know, just learn more and more about that role. Dude, man, thank you. I appreciate your time. Great to meet you, and uh, thanks for doing this. Yes, sir. Appreciate you. Terry, thank yep. you so nice much. Nice to meet you. Yes, Great sir. to meet you. No man. doubt. Best of luck. All right, once again, that's Redskins rookie receiver Terry McLaurin, third-round pick out of Ohio State. I think you guys are going to love him. Super smart. Everybody that I talk to, just blown away by how smart and dedicated he is. You hear that about a lot of players. Uh, if, if one meeting and everything that I've heard and know about him is any indication uh, the Redskins are going to have a really good player for a long time. I just hope he can uh, somehow, some way, stay healthy, especially when it comes uh, to this organization. All right, when we return, we'll wrap it up with a little bit from Redskins quarterback Case Keenum. We were talking about him with PJ earlier in the episode. Case Keenum, uh, with part of his conversation with reporters yesterday, I should say Tuesday, at Redskins Park, right here on the Locked on Redskins podcast. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. 
Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, it is episode number 249 of the Locked On Redskins podcast. As we finish things up, don't forget, guys, today's show brought to you in part by Grip6. Ultra lightweight with no holes, no flap, and it's a great Father's Day gift to go. Go to Grip6.com, Grip6.com slash L-O-C-K-E, Grip6.com slash L-O-C-K-E for a special offer to thank them for being a part of the Locked On Redskins podcast, Hotels.com as well, Untuck It. Uh, And don't forget again to check out the Himalaya podcasting app, themed collections of shows to help with podcast discovery. You can find everything from comedy to mystery, thrillers and sports first. uh, Find it and download it, Himalaya on the App Store and the Google Play Store. And don't forget, of course, to follow Locked On Redskins once you're there. All right, back out to Redskins Park. A couple of minutes with Case Keenum. Presumably the Redskins starting quarterback certainly will be, barring something weird to open up training camp. We'll see what happens from there. Case Keenum meeting with reporters on Tuesday. To a very high standard all the time. And I think if I do that every day, no matter what, if I'm off-season throwing in Texas, if I'm here in OTAs, if I'm during training camp, if uh, – preseason game one two three four whatever it is uh you know if it's you know gearing up against philly i, I step on the line in between the lines and i think the same the same way every time uh you know it's uh really trying to get my body in the best shape that i that i can um you know throwing uh you know i've got a good throwing program and and getting my arm uh in training camp shape uh and in, in, you know in season shape uh you know, I think applying what we've learned here and try to kind of doing a slow review each day. Um, but, uh, you know, taking some time, enjoying some time with the family, uh, play a little golf, you know, get to see some some uh, some good friends, but uh, gearing up to, to get ready to go. Case, you mentioned in the quarterback room, another name would be Alex Smith, right? I, how much does he uh, factor in in the day-to-day just in the quarterback room? How much have you gotten to know him? Yeah, Alex is great. Um, you know, I've known him a little bit in the past, but uh, – just even watching him on film and what he's done, I mean, it's it's special. I mean, he's been uh, he's been a great quarterback for a long time, and and uh, has a great way of thinking about the the field. So it's been good to pick his brain a little bit. Has he given you any advice? Uh, you know, we've talked a little bit, but uh, yeah, it's been. I mean, it's a good quarterback room is a noisy room. I apologize if you've asked this question already. How I, I know you know some of the system to the system how hard is it to like master it to the point where it's completely out of your mind where you're not thinking as much and you can just let it go yeah i've i view new offenses um kind of like learning new languages certain offenses it's uh english to chinese um certain certain is like offenses is like portuguese to spanish and i would say i've been in spanish before this may be more portuguese so you know, it's like there's some carryover, but then some little like, uh, you know, little 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 tweak of a of a, the same word might mean something different in a in a different language. And so, uh, part of it's trying to forget some old stuff and you know replace it with new stuff. But. How many have you learned since you've been in the NFL? Uh, I'd have to count them up, but it's close to seven or eight. How is your Portuguese? <laughs> I really wish I knew a Portuguese word to say like. 
So, so, if you could just insert that yeah, right we'll there. We'll, yeah, we'll edit that. Yeah. Seven, the, seven or eight is almost as many years as you've been in the league, and you've gone through different teams and different coordinators. So, mm-hmm. do you feel like you're a pro at learning new languages by now? I think so. There's no Rosetta Stone for the West Coast offense, though. So. <laughs> Thanks, Thanks, guys. All right, that's going to do it for us right here on the Locked on Redskins podcast. Coming up on episode number 250, we will hear from special teams coordinator Nate Katzor, a new special teams coordinator of the Washington Redskins coming over from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You guys are going to love uh, this guy. He's real, you know, outgoing, gregarious, friendly, and from what I've heard, the players love him already. Very different uh, than my guy Ben Kotwika, for whatever that's worth. Don't know how good of a coach he is, uh, but we will see how that plays out. He's certainly got plenty of talent to work with. Uh, finally in that phase of the Redskins organization. All right, that's going to do it for us. Enjoy episode 250 to drop sooner than later. Adios, and thanks for listening to the Locked on Redskins podcast. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked on podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.